0: So what's it called Um, when you've got like a door, a doorway, right? And then a door on the hinges, but the door is like sideways in the doorway.
1: everybody
2: hey jason hey guys hi jason hi
1: jason how are you guys
2: good trevor i, I thought you wanted to go first you always get in there first so i, I was I, gonna let you talk
1: you're like bill cosby
2: is trevor eating jello pudding is that what this is <laughs> Yeah, that's my all right he loves yeah. he loves pudding pops Pudding
1: pops, you bet. He loves putting pops in places they don't belong. But oh boy! Anyway. But yeah.
0: Let's no. Let's wait. keep going. More, more Bill Cosby jokes. We're killing it here. <laughs> We're relevant. We've yeah. we've
2: reached a new level of relevancy on the podcast.
0: This is going to be really
2: good for our brand. Yeah. <laughs> this is a brand building exercise, guys.
1: So, what are we here to talk about?
2: Okay. Well, we've got three things on the docket. I think the docket is not actually an accurate term. Really, it's a notebook, and I wrote these things down. Uh, But we've got a lot of news coming out of Real Salt Lake in the last week, and it's probably good to start talking about some of it, considering we've kind of been avoiding a lot of things since that awful, awful match. Uh, So, first we've got the Carlos Salcedo situation, Uh, then we've got a, a quadruplet of, a quadruplet, a quartet of out of contract players. Uh, and then we have four players we haven't taken options on, uh, and I figured we could start with Salcedo and go from there.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Salcedo. So,
2: Jason, do you want to give us a recap of the Salcedo situation?
1: Oh yeah, I'm probably the most qualified person.
2: Um, you were very <laughs> active on Twitter that night.
1: Yeah. So he like tweeted out this. Tw- let me let me read this tweet. Okay. If I- Still read him while he has me blocked. Well, that's true. Oh, I can't. Cool. All right.
2: So, he well, a it message
1: up. that was just like, thank you, Real Lake, but I don't want the team to pick up my option. And oh, Why he deleted it. Oh, no, he didn't. didn't. Oh, he didn't uh, delete it? No, it says, I would like to thank the owner staff and my teammates at RSL for the 2014 season. I have, together with my family, decided not to stay with RSL for 2015, and I asked the team not to pick up my option. To which the team promptly said, No! And it has been a hard decision to make, but it's a necessary one for me. And his SLC experience has been unreal in a second home, blah, blah, blah. I've enjoyed it. It's just, from there, it's just kissing butt to people. And then it turns into, This is a decision based on personal differences with the GM at the club, who has unfortunately not kept his commitments to myself or my father, and has not at any point been interested in resolving our differences. I wish everyone at RSL a good 2015 and look forward to following the organization from a distance. Goodbye. Yours sincerely, Carlos Salcedo, number 16.
2: End. I hope wherever he lands, he doesn't get the number 16. (laughs) <laughs> That's just my hope. That's the one thing I want out of this situation.
0: I I kind of, kind of, kind of want him to be back at the team. Really? Like, am I the only one that, that actually kind of wants him back? Uh,
2: of the three of us? I you, mean, of, you of might
0: us three. Yeah. Well, maybe not wants him back, but, like, would be okay with him coming back to the team.
2: I would be okay with him coming back to the team if he gave a giant, like, mea culpa and... And fired his dad and divorced his family. <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah,
0: right? to be, As a to player, be clear, if if people didn't already know, his dad is his agent, right? Yeah, or his manager, or some. He, he's in a professional capacity relationship with his dad, At least so it's not like
1: looking for his bad influence.
0: Yeah, that could be it. Okay, but, <laughs> but no, it's it's not just like his dad's acting on behalf of him because he's a young player. It's like his dad actually has a professional role related to Carlos Salcedo. So it makes sense that Garth might make promises to his father.
2: Might, but... I don't know. Jason, you were going to say something?
1: As a player, it would be nice to have him back because he's a really good young player. But as a person, you fuck off after you say something like that.
2: Yeah, and I've, I've heard some people argue that it's a cultural thing but what do you think of that
1: what what's a cultural thing being an
2: asshole yeah but that that sort of statement i guess the you know i don't want to return to the club because this uh and kind sure. of trying to push the boundaries on that
1: the thing i read is the cultural thing was his being involved in his business not the not the public statement that's not a cultural thing
2: yeah, and I, I don't know that it is either. I think there have been some high profile players who have made statements like that, which leads people to think it's a cultural thing.
0: It sounds not like a cultural thing, but more like a like a negotiating tactic. You know what I mean? Like make your player look good, make the team look bad. When you know, you something like that.
2: Yeah, I would I would agree with you, Jason. I don't I don't think it's a good look for him.
0: No, I, I agree. I don't think it is at all. But I mean it he's trying to get himself out of a situation that he doesn't want to be in by making the team look like it's their fault for leaving. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? So it it looks like, um, he's justified in, in being upset about whatever it is when in reality, it may not be that big of a deal or it may not be anything at all, but he's giving himself an out. If that makes sense, whether the, whether it's true or not that any promises were made, nobody really knows and nobody's going to comment on. But if he comes out first and says they didn't keep up this end of the deal, so I'm leaving, then.
1: It's not giving himself an out. It's forcing his way out.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. We don't know if there were negotiations at the club prior prior to that where he said, you know, I'd rather not return. Please find a place for me. Or if the club was like, Alright, we know you don't want to come back, we're gonna to try to find a place for you, but we can't guarantee somebody wants you at a price we you know will accept. Or maybe they were saying things like we you know, we want you back, we're gonna exercise your option, you signed a contract.
0: Yeah, and and that's all I mean it's all details that we're not really gonna ever know. Yeah. I think but
2: we're not privy to that sort of thing and and probably for the better given how people react to even this situation and seeing the backlash against garth loggerway which i'll just say is very strange uh but maybe that's just because we're blinded by his brilliance uh but but it's not like he's not the sort of guy people say these things about
0: normally no he's not um yeah
2: very verbose guy
0: sorry i <laughs> got nothing else to say no it's just you're you're absolutely right it that's what to me is most shocking about it is that he blatantly come out and without naming garth he specifically named garth yeah and said garth is the reason and if you're going to attack anybody at the club from a, from a player going after somebody saying this person made a mistake and this person is the reason garth is not really the one you should go after. I mean, he's he's the name that everybody knows. Is oh, what's the word I'm looking for?
2: Hyper competent. Uh,
0: no. Yeah, hyper comp. Yeah, yeah. He he he's the one that people aren't going to hear you say. Um, Garth is the reason I'm leaving, and go. Oh yeah, that makes sense because Garth is definitely a, a terrible person or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's a strange. Strange person to go after.
2: Yeah, I mean, I certainly agree with you. Jason, do you have any thoughts?
1: Oh, I don't know, man. I just... I didn't think it made any sense. Like, if you want to leave, then don't make yourself look bad and lower your own value.
2: Yeah, I mean, who wants to take on a player like that in MLS? Let alone around the world. Especially,
1: like, that's part of... Kind of part of the single-entity thing is
2: teams know
1: about players being assholes with other teams because, of, because all the teams talk to each other all
2: the time. Yeah, and uh, we hear about these players whose careers go on downward trajectories and Ray also, like, picks them up. Uh, but they're not these sorts of players that actively, like, like, make these sorts of statements.
1: Yeah. It was very un-RSL, which is why Trey tweeting the team is the star immediately afterward was the absolute greatest thing of all time.
2: Oh, it was perfect. Of all time. So, I mean, that's the Carlos Alceda situation, I guess. It's... He was just... yeah, He's a kid, and he's taking bad advice, I think, and... I don't know. Do we want to bring him back? Trevor, obviously you're okay with it. Jason, do you think it's the worst idea in the world?
1: Well... Not the worst idea in the world. But top five, probably.
2: I mean, it's next to Russia in the winter?
1: Yeah. Yeah, probably. Right after Russia in the winter. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I just don't, I don't, and I don't know how you can go back into, like, that locker room after you do that.
2: Yeah, we've got a really, like, well constructed locker room with, with, players who, you know, have, have built this thing, you know, you have Kyle Beckerman and Javier Morales as sort of the co-captains of the locker room. And you can't imagine that either of them would be particularly happy about this.
0: No, it's, it's definitely, um, oh, what am I trying to say? Yeah. I, yeah. That, that's the thing that I think, I, I, I go back to me saying that I think he would be okay to come back to the club. Like, as a fan, I would be okay. But, yeah, in the locker room, that's really where it's going to be a problem. Um, you're going to have a lot of players that are not going to be okay with somebody that makes that kind of move.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're in, you're in essence saying, and we obviously don't know that this is just about playing time. Uh, if I were to guess, that's probably what it's about, But but I don't know. Uh, it could be about money. It could be about any number of things. But to see these players who have taken you know, have taken pay cuts year in, year out to continue playing here, uh, they've got to feel a little insulted that this kid, who has some games, has done well in the games he's played, but hasn't proven himself to be a, a genuine starter at any point, uh, would go out and make this sort of statement. Whether it's about playing time, whether it's about money, like it seems like not the sort of thing that anyone in the locker room would be happy with.
0: Yeah, I would agree.
2: So maybe that kind of wraps that up. Uh, I mean, we all have reasons to be a little irked by this, but I mean, I don't think we'll see him come back. Uh, we have exercises option. He would make good trade value, maybe somewhere. Uh, but I don't I don't expect we'd get nearly as much out of him as if we played it like you know, we were trying to get a little allocation money to splash. Or we you know, we just wanted to reshuffle the squad a little bit. Or, you know, he's looking for more playing time. But instead it looks like a player trying to force his way out and it's uh, you know, in probably the one of the best held teams in the league.
1: Yeah. Like I said earlier, if we could get like some tamales for him. I'm good with
2: that. I'm just going with the yeah. uh, international slot permanently. A, so we can get homie. to collecting them. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm kind of hoping we get a transfer fee, to be honest. I would love to
1: them out of the league. That would be great.
0: Yeah, I, I just... I don't know. Try, a, a player trying to throw one of the most well-respected GMs under the bus for, you know, whatever it is, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of MLS clubs that are going to be thrilled with that idea. Having that player, bringing that player on, giving up something to get that player.
2: Oh, absolutely. And maybe he's expansion draft bait. You give up nothing and you get a, a potentially good player. Maybe Jason Christ looks at him and says, you know, like, I've worked with him before. I think we'll be okay.
1: You know, me and
2: CJ really like this guy. Yeah, and that's... I mean that's the other news coming out of today, right? Like CJ Brown is now on his way to New York City. And I know you guys had some discussion about that, so let's let's uh take it to the podcast. Okay. We're already at
0: the You box. first, Jason, or me first? You first. Me first. Alright. Um Well what what started the discussion was something along the lines of um, Jason said um Oh, I don't remember what you said, but you said that it was Mis- basically quote. these. I'm not going to misquote. I'm going Mis- to paraphrase. <laughs> you said something along the lines of it was um, unusual for basically a club legend at Chicago. I and mean, he played there for many, many, many years um, to go to make this triumphant return, to be a coach at Chicago and and seem like he's made his return and he's going to stay there forever. And then after one year, just leaving for New York city, which seems like a big paycheck move. You know what I mean? And yeah, it seems like the team just offered him a whole bunch of money and maybe they did. I don't know. I, my whole point was maybe it's more that Jason Christ was the first coach to give him an assistant coaching job after he left. He didn't get apparently um, any kind of offer or anything from Chicago. So he took a job in salt Lake, did great work here. And then after Christ made his decision, CJ Brown wasn't sticking around. He got his job back in Chicago. And now that Christ has an actual job where he's doing actual work instead of basically taking a hiatus, excuse me. um, After basically taking a hiatus for a year, now he's going back and just joining Jason Christ, who he was with before. So to me, it seems more like he's just following Jason Christ rather than uh, abandoning the club for more money. And maybe it's a combination of both, but yeah, it, it is interesting that he went back to his club and they made this big to-do about it, how he's a Ring of Honor member and and played for the club for so long, club legend, and now he's just gone again after a year. And I, I kind of feel like that might speak more towards um, the Chicago Fire than it does towards New York City. Um, I don't know how many of you know any Fire fans or follow any Fire fans, but Do they, exist? they don't really. <laughs> A few of them, they they don't really like the ownership at all, um, and I don't know that Frank Yallop is the best coach to be an assistant coach under, especially when you're going from Jason Price to Frank Yallop. Uh, I mean, if your choice is just simply organizations to work for, uh, Chicago Fire has been consistently underperforming for the last couple of years. They haven't done anything really to change their situation. They've had mediocre coaches. Um, just haven't really done much as an organization, or you can go work for New York city FC where they're owned by. Have
1: they done a lot for- as an organization?
0: No, but Okay, I was, I was, just, well, no, I was just checking. I was just checking. Let, me, let me back up. They've signed what four or five players so far. And one of them is David Villa and the other is Frank Lampard should have signed David Viana. Yeah, that's a
1: good
0: point So. Already, they've done more with their signings than Chicago has in, what is it now, almost 20 years? So,
1: but you can't compare that, dude.
0: Yeah, they're, they're no, kind of apples and oranges can. here. So That's, That is a little unfair. You're right. But just over the last five years, what has Chicago done and what is New York prepared to do? They've broken a lot besides, of records, J- Trevor. Besides playing a baseball stadium, what yeah. is New York prepared to do? It's an exciting opportunity. That's, that's the point. York has
1: talked about a lot of the things that they're going to possibly maybe do. That's what. Oh, and they signed David B and Frank Lampard. But
2: hey, Frank Manchester Lampard's done a lot for uh, the team. He's not signed for. So
1: yeah, and Frank Lampard's done so well that Manchester City. Don't want to let him leave. So you might pump the brakes on that argument.
0: So yeah, no, that's true.
1: Hey, here's a fun article I found from MLS Soccer Major League Soccer Soccer com, from. <laughs> December 11th of 2013. As the Real Salt Lake coaching staff shifts, assistant C.J. Brown returns to the Chicago Fire. Scroll, 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 scroll. The Chicago Fire have always held a very special place in my heart, C.J. Brown said in a statement. When the club reached out to me, I was very excited about the possibility of rejoining the organization. I've gained very valuable experience with RSL, and now to come home and be a part of this team, it is really a dream come true. Well,
0: of course he's going to say that. He's not going to be like, well, they were the only one who offered me a job, so.
1: But he I mean, they weren't the only one that offered him a job.
0: RSL could have No, they weren't, but he earned that job offer at Chicago. By being a fantastic assistant coach at well, RSL, I might under hesitate
2: Jay- to say fantastic. Uh, we know he was was reasonably good. Um, fantastic might be a stretch. Our best defensive performances came under Robin Fraser, so so I think I think CJ Brown was probably still a step down in that regard.
0: From Robin Fraser? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I just, there's really I, any debate about that, but I. I Let's hear what Jason has to say.
1: I just, Go ahead. I just think it's interesting that CJ's dreams came true a year ago, and then his dreams changed so fast. Oh, I
0: no, I And, and he, he did say in a statement today that it was a very hard decision, and he'd be leaving home, and his family um, really loves Chicago. And he he had a lot of great things to say about Chicago today. So, I mean, maybe it is that they just paid him way more money. But I'm just saying that. Like I said before, I, I just think there's a different possible angle to it. I have no idea what he's actually thinking or why he actually took the job. But and it without, an interesting...
1: without knowing the like money details, it's hard to tell. That's fair. Yeah. But since it's Manchester City, I'm gonna assume it's money.
2: <laughs> I don't fair. think you'd entirely be entirely off base there. So.
0: No.
2: All right. Uh, so you guys need a break, or should we move on to out of contract players?
0: And yeah, let's take a quick break.
2: Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. All right, we're back, guys, uh, and we're going to talk about players who are out of contract, uh, and we've made bona fide, bona fide, however you want to say it. Offers too, we did agree we'd say bona fide, uh, and then I broke that circle of trust. So my apologies, but it is what it is.
0: So it's okay, Matt. All right, good. We we figured you would not uh, listen to majority.
1: In the reentry draft, do you have to select a player? No, nope. Because I'm looking at last year's reentry draft, and we did not do too awfully. By not selecting a player? No, we got Yordani, Brandon McDonald, Josh Saunders, and Kari Stevenson in last year's re-entry draft.
0: No, no, we got rid of them. Yeah, that's who we got rid of.
1: What? Oh, shit. Oops, never mind. Disregard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we... Like four people were taken in the re-entry draft total.
2: Yeah, in stage one. Stage two is a little more compelling. uh, Because... also nobody. Oh Bobby Boswell. Yeah. Yeah and obviously we didn't select anybody, as usual.
1: Why is stage two more compelling? Uh
2: because in stage one you have to exercise their option. On stage oh, two, oh. you can both select your own players and negotiate new contracts.
1: Man, MLS is so weird. Yeah, it is a little weird.
2: Oh yeah, that's it's how formal. DC
1: that's how DC United got a spindle was in the re entry draft. Yeah. Stage two.
2: Yeah, and Jordani Alvarez actually withdrew because he went to Orlando Orlando City, where he then, still would be if not for his uh, medical condition.
1: Yeah, which, that's a bummer.
2: Yeah, it is. All right, so the four yeah, got a, in this position now, were you going to say something, Trevor?
0: I was just going to say that's a nifty piece of trivia, though, that Jordani Alvarez was their first MLS signing, um, but now he's not going to play in MLS for Orlando. I know, it's sad. So, in a pub yeah, quiz really... 10 years from now, remember that.
2: If they ask questions about MLS in 10 years at pub quizzes, uh, we're going to go kill those things. Oh, so yeah. We'll
1: have finally made it in America. Pub <laughs> quiz, yeah. Okay.
0: If you're Donnie Alvarez is an answer to a pub quiz question in 10 years, soccer oh, he, will have made he, it in
2: America. He's perfect for those things. I mean, given that he was a Cuban refugee, like that adds a lot of intrigue to it. Yeah. Okay, so we've got four players out of contract who we've extended bona fide hey, offers to.
1: Are you recording right
2: now? Yes, I'm recording.
1: Well, I have to tell you about something when you're not recording.
2: Should That's we take obvious. a break or uh, are we good? Yeah, yeah, take a break. Okay, we're going to take a break and then we'll be right back to presumably hear a Tinder story. <music> well, that was a scintillating story. Thanks for telling it, Jason. You're welcome. So let's talk about these four players. We've got Abdullah Mansali, we've got Cole Grossman, Chris Wingert, and Nathaniel or Nathieu. I'm going to call him Nathieu Borchers because it sounds like Matthew. And that's my name.
1: Wait, I thought Mansali's
2: option. What? No, no. So, so he was not actually, uh, his option wasn't declined. The, the club didn't have an option on him. Oh, uh, okay. They did not extend a bona fide offer to him. Now, these other three, Cole Grossman, Chris Winger, Nat Borchers, we have extended a bona fide offer, too. So let's just let's start with Mansali and let's go down the list uh, and just kind of talk about each option.
0: Hey, Matt, can you tell me what a bona fide offer is?
2: Yeah, it, this sounds like an infomercial or something.
0: Yeah, uh, no, I just I've, you're saying bona fide offer. And I just want to make sure it's clear that no, that far- actually that actually means something by roster rules
2: yeah and I couldn't find the exact rule, but basically it means uh that depending on your time in m l s uh whether it's it as like the younger you are, the less time you have to have spent in m l s uh if you're twenty four or younger you need to have spent like three years in m l s uh twenty Five or like twenty-seven or younger and thirty or younger, I mean, whatever the whatever the rule is. Basically, you have to offer between two and five percent more than their previous contract uh, in order for it to be a bona fide offer. Now, I don't know if that's just in guaranteed money, whether that's uh, base salary, like what that counts as. I don't think we'll ever really know that. And honestly, it, it probably isn't defined anywhere, so it's whatever you decide
0: it is. But basically, what it means is. We offered them a bona fide offer. Now, if they leave MLS or go sign for um, a, a club outside of MLS, we hold their rights. Yeah. Since we haven't given Mansali a bona fide offer, and if he decides to leave MLS, um, we don't hold any of his rights at all.
2: Yeah, and and more importantly right now, uh, looking in the next two weeks, is in the re-entry di- draft... Uh, Mansali would go into the re-entry draft where the other three would not because we've extended bona fide offers to them. Yeah, that's
0: also important.
2: So those are the four. That's what a bona fide offer is. Uh, Let's talk Mansali. Trevor, I know you're a big fan of the kid. And I can say a kid (laughs) because he's like 24, 25. Uh, I I would imagine you want him to stay, but what are you thinking right now?
0: Well... I don't know. I, I know he was on a kind of small contract last year. Yeah, it was like
2: 72000 guaranteed.
0: Yeah, and, and I feel like the club's trying to either sign him for like the same amount and he feels like he wants more, and that's, that's why he hasn't accepted anything, and that's why there's also not a bona fide offer because obviously you have to give him a raise in order for it to be a bona fide offer. Um, so I feel like the club's trying to keep him um, on, on a low amount. And I, and I think eventually we will resign him. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to say I hope we resign him, but I think that's kind of obvious. I do like him, but I, as I've said before, I don't think he's like a starting option or anything. I just think he's a good option for the team. And if we can get him on a low price, there's no harm in him staying. I would like to see him stay.
2: I agree with that. Uh I think he's a quality left back, uh, in a backup role. He showed that this season. Uh he definitely improved year over year. Uh and I, I never felt as panicked as I did in two thousand thirteen, uh, when we when he when he had his first full season here. Jason, what do you think about the situation?
1: Uh, I think it'd be cool to bring him back. Uh he's I mean, he's got a lot to work on as a defender, but he's only played defender for, like, two years. Yeah. And he he kind of brings something to that fullback position that we don't have with his speed. He's more like a wingback than a fullback.
2: Yeah, you'd put him on the complete wingback setting.
1: Yeah, I knew you were going to say something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he's. I mean, he's great going forward.
0: I I'd, so. I'd like to see, I mean assuming we keep him or wherever he goes, I would kind of like to see him work in that kind of left-sided midfield role. I know okay. it doesn't really work for us as as a diamond midfield, um, but I think, like, as a wide midfielder, he could be a really, really good player.
1: I think if we had, like, actual wingers, he could be, but I don't think he would work yeah. on the side of our diamond.
0: Yeah, like I said, for for us, it doesn't really work, but I think that's... That's that's the kind of position that he would really excel at.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree, and maybe that's uh, maybe we look at like a a system with wingers next year. Um, given we we have players that can play wide very efficiently, uh, we've got Plata who can play on the left. We have Jaime who can play on the right, and has at a high level for the last couple of years. Um, we have Mansali. We have Jordan Allen. We have Sebastian Souzaedo. Uh, so I think we've got a, a good array of options, and even to an extent, Sebastian Velasquez could play on the wing. Yeah. So I don't know. I I'm in favor of retaining Manselli. We don't know what the salary cap will look like next year. So even you know, even at his current rate, he doesn't make a huge impact on the team but you know if if that were diminished a little bit you know that that would be fine too uh, but even if you were paid 100,000 for a backup option if the salary cap increases significantly then i don't think it's a real risk but maybe it's a question of how much he deserves as a player uh he's never shown like true you know starting role capabilities and maybe that's just because we've never really given him one
0: yeah i kind of feel like maybe um It's a little bit like a Lavelle Palmer situation where if he goes to a team that's not as solid defensively, then uh, he could get a starting role on another MLS team. I mean, maybe. I I don't know enough teams that really, really need uh, a left back. Um, Every team. Every team needs a left back, Trevor. No one really plays a three-man defensive line. No, I mean any team that doesn't have a good uh a left back that's better than him. Yeah. Um I would Seattle. say Montreal, but <laughs> maybe no, I would say Montreal, but they had they picked up a left back recently and I don't remember who it was, but some Italian dude. They did sign an Italian dude today and guess where he played one game of. A C Milan. Yeah. Was it Don Adele? And... Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. Uh, they quietly, very quietly um, announced his signing today.
1: He was a good player for Fiorentina for a really long time.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was. And then, then he, he turned way better than he was.
1: Yeah, he went to Napoli and didn't do anything after he went to Napoli. Look at me, no one that's... stuffed out Serie A. That's weird.
2: I'm very <laughs> distressed. I feel like I need to play catch-up with you guys.
0: Where was okay, he on? Should...
2: I'm just, sorry, I'm just thinking out loud.
0: He went on loan to Novaro, like so Parma. Key. Let's see. Let's compete a PDA. Verona? Here. Oh,
1: Verona. Some like, yeah, it's Verona.
0: Yeah, it was some like decidedly mid-table team that's not incredibly great. So I'm no really excited to see him in MLS next year.
1: Don't worry. He
2: plays for Montreal, you'll never see him.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, sorry. We went off on a tangent. Mansali.
2: That's that's to be expected. I think we've kind of exhausted the topic for for now. Um, if we re-sign him, I think we're we're all okay with that. Uh, if we don't, it sounds like we're all kind of okay with that too. Is that fair to say?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Let's move on to uh, Cole Grossman then. Sign him up, unless so, he goes to Stuy- okay. back So, so you're in favor then? Yes. Why? I just I think he's a good player. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he's got a lot of potential,
1: but he played really well last year. Maybe the Seattle game was an exception, but that was a game
2: that nobody played very well. So yeah, it's kind of hard to judge him for that one. He kind of became our late sub option, didn't he? Yeah, like what John Sturzer was before he got hurt. Oh no, I wasn't been... saying that
1: to be a bummer. I was just saying.
2: Oh, I know. I'm just I'm just still kind of sad that John Sturzer got hurt. John Sturzer
1: is well,
0: going to be it, really good if he can stay healthy. Yeah. Not break kinda his like he was, Yeah, It kind of seemed like he was the opposite. I mean, you, you've got like offensive midfield or defensive midfield substitutions, and it seemed like Sturzer was very much uh, like an offensive substitution, and Cole Grossman was like the defensive. If, if you needed to shore up the defense, you bring in Cole Grossman, and he did a really good job coming off the bench. Yeah. Um, for the, yeah. I, I don't think he really shined – in the games that he started. I mean, he was serviceable, but there was a definite drop off. And maybe that's just because it was Kyle Beckerman was missing, but
2: yeah, that's a really difficult role for any player who yeah. isn't a season starter. Uh, even yeah. Kyle Beckerman struggled a little bit after the world cup and it took us a little bit of time to get back, you know, back on our feet. Now, once Beckerman did get back looking uh, at Sturzer from July forward, he played in only one loss, uh, that was the September loss to Seattle. Uh, clearly not good enough there. Uh, I wouldn't blame that one on Cole Grossman by any means. but So that's just an interesting little tidbit that he... It looks, uh, as a very surface look, he did come on and steady the team. Yeah. And in fact, looking back further, outside of his starts, uh, I think we won or tied... Er- Basically every game he played in, uh, and that Seattle game, obviously, so kind of cool very good player uh, I assume you guys are in favor of keeping him then
0: yes, Grossman is the one that I'm the most indifferent on um i'm I'm not Shaking really pulling head. either way not not really worried either way if we lose him or keep him. I know that there are a lot of good reasons to keep him and but, I mean, like, if we don't, I don't think it's the end of the world. Well, I agree with you.
2: Okay, so moving on, let's talk about Chris Wingert. Uh, he's sure to divide opinions a little bit. Uh, Jason, what do you think?
1: Uh, I'm the most indifferent on him.
2: Okay. Uh, do you think if we sign him back, and we, if we keep him, do you think? he's an okay starting option or do you think we need to reload at left back and, and get a new starter there? Getting a new starter might not be a bad idea. Yeah, no, I Just, w- or somebody that can compete
1: for that spot regularly.
0: If we could, I mean, if, if we have the option of signing a left back, um, I mean, I, I don't know that we need to go out and find wow. if we keep winger. I don't need that. We need to go out and get better at left back. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think that's really a position of concern if Winger returns. Obviously, if he leaves, then, yeah, we definitely need to get a left back. Um, but I, I, I don't really think we need to provide competition for Chris Winger at left back, I guess is what I'm saying.
2: Okay. Now, here's one thing to think about. Even if we do re-sign him, uh, that doesn't mean he won't get taken in the expansion draft by a certain team from New York
0: not red well, that's, bulls that's the well red bulls aren't from new york um yeah no that's that's the rumor and that's the thought i mean i actually thought I don't new, know, new jersey was a suburb of new york city no it's actually not it's a completely different state uh, um, the more you know new
1: jersey is a suburb of new york
0: city <laughs> but uh no it, it's it's funny it seems like that rumor there there's a bunch of fans that think that that's just a for-sure thing. It's going to happen. He's going back to New York, whether it's from a trade or the expansion draft or um, from him being out of contract and just being signed by New York City somehow. Um, There's a lot of people that have already made up their mind that that's going to happen. And it's funny that so many people came to the same conclusion or at least heard the same rumor and thought that it's just a foregone conclusion. That's just... Um,
2: to me, it's because he posts a lot of photos of New York. He's obviously from New York. He's proud of being from the city. And so it just seems like a natural move. I don't even know if there are like grounded rumors in this case.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. I, I don't think there are at all. I don't think he's really done anything. I don't think Kreis has come out and said anything. I don't think either team has said anything or you know anything that might feed rumors. I don't think anything has actually happened except that fans have put two and two together. Kreis is in New York and Wingard is from New York and might like to go back. I mean I, that that's I think really, I started that, that rumor. <laughs> Good job, Jason.
1: Hey, I just connected the dots, man.
0: I, I just think it's funny that it's it's grown so much legs off of, you know, literally I mean that's the only b- piece of information. Christ is there and he's from New York, so obviously he's going there. Yeah. I I just think that's really interesting.
2: Yeah, it is naughty. I I miss that actually.
1: Yeah.
2: What? I missed what you said. I said it's the Illuminati. Oh, that that makes sense. I thought you said something about your you being naughty, and while I, I, I don't really want to talk about that on the podcast, uh, that seems like something we should talk about in person, rather than over Skype. Or not at all. That's an option, too. No, I kind of want to talk about it. <laughs> So, okay. Jason,
0: you don't have to talk about it with me. You can uh, just talk about it with Matt.
2: All right, perfect. That, Trevor. <laughs> so for me, Chris Winger, uh, yeah, maybe he could still be a good option at Real Salt Lake. Uh, honestly, and I tweeted this earlier, uh, I-, I think he could make a good center back option uh, as a backup player. What do you guys make of that?
0: I it was really interesting. interesting. One at a time. Sorry, go ahead, Jason.
1: I think that's a very interesting proposal, Matthew. Especially with Aaron Mondloop apparently leaving and not coming back.
2: Yeah, and we'll, we'll touch on him a little more uh, when we talk about the players who we haven't taken our options on.
1: Oh, man, we still have so much to talk about. This show's going to be so long. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, I, I think um, it, it was an interesting point, when you hadn't really br- or one that hadn't really been brought up at all, and I thought it was a, a really good idea. Um, But I mean, when you think about it, Winger's kind of, I mean, not outright been a backup center back, but he's played center back for us a couple of times. I mean, in kind of dire situations. Usually, whenever we get a red card from a, a center back, he shifts over to center back. And we usually bring uh, a left or right back replacement onto the field, or at least that's not unusual. So I know it's definitely, he's capable of it. I don't know that he'd be okay with moving full time to a backup center back. Um, position um, as a player, but tactically, it's it's a really interesting option that does give him a little bit more value, I think, especially as we've lost um, probably now two of our center backs, well, three of our center backs. Wait, what do you mean three? Uh, Kwame Mond and Salcedo.
2: See, I don't. I wouldn't even count Watson Serba as one of our uh, as one of our center backs. this here, despite him being on the roster, he was gone. As soon as he was fed.
0: Right, non. You're not wrong, but he, he was on the roster. Technically, we lost three.
2: It's a fun way to say you're right.
0: <laughs> anyway, no, see? yeah, it's it's a really interesting idea, and I didn't consider it before. I'm glad I could
2: make you think, Jason. You have anything else to say? Nope. Okay, let's move on to the one and only Nat Porchers. the man of a thousand beards. It's really only one beard, but it's a it's kinda long, so I thought it'd be a fun catchphrase. It it wasn't that fun.
0: I mean it was fun while it lasted. Mm. I think it's we're, I think we're done with it now.
2: Okay, mm. <laughs> so Nat Orchers, uh another player they've they've made a bona fide offer to. Uh does he return? And is that a good thing for AL Salt Lake at this point?
1: Um, I think if they've made an offer he's returning. Because as much as he said he wants to return it would be weird if he didn't
2: yeah he was, he was pretty adamant that that was something
1: he wanted to do and a bona fide offer means like there's I mean there's like a only a certain amount you can offer
2: right uh, it's at least five uh, percent more than his previous contract oh dude that's so much money yeah so I
0: think I, I mean we, we can offer him whatever we want right no I mean if we, want, if we wanted to make Nat Borchers a DP we could oh, correct and- or-
2: well, we can at this point we can only have three DPs. So, uh, well, I mean, kind of
0: theoretically, we could offer him a whole lot of money. Yeah, it's not like we're limited by how much we can offer him.
2: You but. can offer
1: him. You can't offer him less than he already makes.
0: Yeah, just not for a, a bona fide
2: offer. So, if he were to accept a, a lower offer, uh, yeah, and and accept it before the reentry draft, that'd be fine. Okay.
1: So, But we, we did make him a bona fide offer, whatever the fuck that means.
2: Yeah, add five, yeah 5% more than his previous contract. So basically, yeah. they're not just saying, you know, we're only going to pay you a little bit of money.
1: The players union should get, like, a percentage of what those guys make for life. Yeah. That's, like, the so, dumbest rule of all dumb rules. But anyways.
0: So let me, let me ask you guys this. We're making a lot of... Uh, the league, a lot of people are making a big deal about the CBA and maybe players are holding off on contract negotiations until we find out what's going on in the CBA. Um, I mean that CBA discussion and negotiation process starts after the reentry draft process is completed and after right. the expansion draft and after pretty much everything. So if we were to say that Borchers is waiting for the CBA because maybe then the team will offer him more money if the salary cap goes way up. Um, I mean, he'd have to hope that nobody else picks him up through the re-entry draft or the expansion draft or all of that, right? Okay, let's keep talking to, them, to be one second. Bet on. What was
1: that? That's a lot to, to bet on because somebody would take him. Somebody would – I mean, he's a 30-game-a-year center back and he gives you a high level of play. Someone's going to take him in the re-entry draft. If not, yeah, expansion draft.
0: Yeah, so I guess my question is, should we give that thought a lot of weight? The idea that maybe he's waiting for the CBA. No. Because I mean, if 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 he if he wants to stay in Salt Lake, he would have to accept a contract offer pretty soon. Um, I think wait for January probably.
1: I could be totally wrong on this, but I think the CBA is already a done deal because otherwise you would be hearing way more about it. Like if the players really thought that the CBA wasn't gonna happen and you know they're not anywhere close, blah blah blah, they wouldn't be going into the final of the of the league without commenting on it at all. You know what yeah, I mean?
0: I yeah, exactly right. Yeah, no, I mean,
1: I, you know, Bortles' salary is two hundred and twenty-five grand. <laughs> that is huge. That's that's yeah. insane. You yeah, it's a pretty substantial contract. And we're gonna offer him five percent more than that. At least five percent more.
2: I think for a starting center back that's a pretty that's a a pretty fair salary. Now okay. I think the question is if we want him to return as a starting center
0: back. Yeah, that's um, true. Before Salcedo did his thing, I would have said probably not. <laughs> but now Salcedo went and did his thing, so I think we've Who's, kind of like a comparable s-
1: Who's a comparable center back in MLS to Borgers that I can salary gaze at?
2: Mm, Chad uh, Marshall, Duaq- maybe? Marshall Duaq- Duaq- Duaq-
1: makes two seventy. dollars Bobby Boswell. Wow, Chad Marshall's going to get a raise. Did you say Bobby Boswell? I'm going to hang up on you.
0: Look it up. <laughs> That's why Houston couldn't hang on to him because he made a lot of money. Uh, 100-
1: 190000 yeah.
0: Also, Look at uh, Brandon McDonald from last year. I, I think don't... you'll be surprised.
1: Oh, I know he made a ton.
0: He made about two hundred twenty-five thousand last year.
1: Yeah, yeah that's because he was coming off being like one of the best center backs in the league the year before.
2: I uh, we've got uh, yeah we've got a lot of players kind of in that range, so it's not an unusual range. And obviously, that doesn't tell us how their deals are structured. Um, that's... Beltran
1: only makes one hundred eighty-five thousand.
2: Yeah, I think he'll get a payday.
1: Yeah, Ned, one hundred and sixty. Best one hundred and sixty grand we've ever spent. Yeah, pay the man. (laughs) For real. I love that Jaime is a DP, and his salary was less than Mortizos last year.
2: Yeah, and that's the the weird thing about DPS. Uh, It's just, I mean, sometimes just because of uh, like transfer fees.
0: You know who else is well, going
1: to get paid is Jao Plata. Holy cow,
2: dude! This salary thing's awesome. Sorry.
0: Well, he Jowell Plata got his uh, option picked up, right?
2: Oh uh, yes, I his don't sal- think there was ever any question.
0: His salary right. is
2: well, seventy grand.
0: Right. So, I mean, if we picked up his option, then we don't have to give him a fat raise. We just have to give him whatever was built into his option, right?
2: Well, yeah, and you'd have to imagine his option included uh, a very substantial paycheck. Yeah. I mean, it's the reason we look, couldn't keep players look, like Bobby and Espindola uh, because, you know, his option included a, a big raise and we just couldn't afford that in, to keep him at that same Well,
0: rate. I thought, correct me if I'm wrong, options were usually between about 5 and 15% raises.
2: Uh, it depends on the contract. It's uh, it's based on the terms of the contract, not on any, like, league standard, as far okay, as I know.
0: Okay, so say that um, Plata's... Was 15, say 20%. I mean, that's still not a huge fat payday. Not nearly what he it deserves, works. right?
1: That could be part of why this is a we're so tangenting, but um, <laughs> that's probably a contributing factor in why Robbie Finley is no longer employed by Real Salt Lake because that's a whole heap of money they just freed up to give to somebody else.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. 245,000 guaranteed money. Yeah. You just dump that on Plata and... That's a lot of the work.
1: gauge. Well, yeah, that's like a... That's a huge raise. I'm not going to do the percentages because I'll be
2: off and sound dumb. That's okay. We like it when you do. Okay. Anyways, what are we talking about?
0: Uh, we we're were we on Borchers. Borchers, yeah. whether or not we should uh, be happy if he resigns or something yes, like that. Yes,
2: we should. Continue this conversation. Okay, so those are our off-contract players. Let's talk about our players who we've declined the options on, uh, because that's also a somewhat interesting list, but perhaps less so. So, the first player let's talk about is Aaron Mond, uh, center back. Uh, one of two center backs we're probably going to lose this off-season. Uh, maybe not the best center back the club's ever seen, but <coughs> clearly one with potential, right? He he is physically uh capable. I mean I guess I mean, I'm physically capable except just not fit, but but Aaron had some good performances, right? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. saw him in person. He was really
1: good in LA the first match of the season. Yeah, he started the season yeah, really that's well. He
2: I mean he was really, really good in LA. Yeah. And I believe it was against Colorado. He played against Colorado, right? When we we bunkered in one window, he got a red card in that game. So bad, exactly. yeah, you got a red card. Oh yeah, that's right. That is so that, that's that an awful game. example. That, do you even watch this team you write about? Jeez, man. Not really. I don't listen to the podcast either. So. Wow. Somebody's phone's going off. Yeah, Turn your yeah that mic was me.
0: We'll see if I can. Anyway,
2: yep, so that, that, I assume none of us are too upset to lose Aaron Mon. Then I would love it if he would stay and play for the USL Pro team. Yeah, I think he's one of those players, that would, of those players that would benefit from more uh, more playing time at a you know consistent playing time, not just you know coming off the bench or or getting a start here and there, but but genuinely being a starting option.
0: I'm sorry, I missed that. Did you just say he'd be a starting option for the first team, or are you talking about the USL Pro team?
2: USL Pro, you got to listen here, Trevor.
0: I'm sorry, I was trying to fix my volume. Which, by the way, I can't turn off the vibration while I'm on a phone call. You sorry. Can't. Wow. No, I can't. I don't know why. I mean,
1: I mean really though, Mond—he's—he's he's still so young, and he has so few like professional appearances.
0: I think you better check that. I think he's like twenty-five, twenty-six. He's 24. Okay, alright. Uh, that's he's still just, young for a young, defender. Younger than I thought, for sure.
1: And he only yeah. had 15 appearances with Toronto. And less than, what, 10
0: with us? Yeah. Less than that's... 10, probably total. I mean, even with the, no, the that's Open right. Cup.
2: He, he had 9 uh, outside of the Open Cup. Okay. So probably 10 to 12, if you include the Open Cup. That's 20 something career appearances. That's that's not a lot. Yeah, I, I think you've got to get, you know, appearances to to improve. So so may I hope he lands somewhere maybe we can get him in USL Pro. Uh aside from that, I don't I don't think we have a lot of use for him right now on the first team. I think I, I don't
0: think there's I don't think there's many MLS teams to do. I really just think right now at least MLS is not his level.
2: Maybe Oh, but maybe somewhere like Chicago can take him on and he can improve there. As yeah, they Chicago search for more draws. Their roster. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, so that's Aaron Bond. Let's talk about another player. Let's talk Rich Balchin. Speaking of defenders that underperformed this year, but looked pretty good sometimes. And yeah. Pretty terrible
0: sometimes as well.
1: Uh, he, he, the Chivas game was really bad, but uh, the Kansas City game was really good. I mean,.
2: Yeah, and it's easy to forget about that Kansas City game because it was early in the year, and that Chivas game was you know one of the last five games of the year, and he and just it was he before was, Kansas oh. City like
1: totally fell apart too. Yeah,
2: I, I agree. Uh, and and so like losing him under these circumstances, it's like well I I understand it. Maybe that Chivas game was like you know not not career ending, but maybe that's what it takes to leave a team. Uh, because it was it was really really woeful, uh, but at the same time I wouldn't mind keeping him. Uh, he he's normally a good backup option if he can stay healthy, and that's the other thing. And I think that's actually what's what's done him in here, not that Cheever's performance, but but that he was injured for large swaths of the season, you know, two seasons in a row, three
0: really if you count Columbus. Yeah, and that's that's my problem with as a player. Uh, fine. I mean, I can take one really bad game against Chivas. Um, if you get the game against, that he had against Kansas City, I'm fine with that. But I mean, we've had him for two years, and legitimately, he's been healthy for less than I don't know. I'm maybe a quarter of it. Twenty games, maybe over the two seasons.
1: And it sucks because uh, he's really good when he's healthy. I mean, most yeah, of the time he's really good.
0: If if he's not healthy, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Uh, it, that's the way I see it.
1: He's just taking up space on the cat. That's the thing about the cat man. Exactly. Is you can't keep around players like
2: that. Yeah, it's. it's
0: I mean, just got to have on, on spot. any on any professional team. I mean, there's no team that's happy paying a player to be hurt all the time. Or, or not. not all the time. But, you know what I mean? It's just it. It's not worth it.
1: I mean. Milan have Fernando Torres, so that's not completely true. But
0: Torres is not hurt all the time. He's just useless all the time.
1: But they still pay him, so I just wanted to yeah, get out know. of skin. Sorry. Maybe <laughs> we could release uh, Rich Balchin and sign Michael Essien from AC Milan. Okay, hey,
0: oh, you could. Good. You know, uh...
1: I joke about that, but I would fucking jizz in my pants if we signed Michael Essien. <laughs> no exaggeration. I would literally... I would literally come in my own
2: past. Well, you've taken the podcast to a whole new level here, Jason. Michael Essien no. was a great
1: player. No. He's still a pretty good no. player, and he's only 31.
0: No. He is really good. No, I think he. No, I'm thinking of Nigel De Jong. He just turned 30. Yeah, Essien's yeah. about 31.
2: We could just play three what? defensive midfielders and no defenders. We could. Essien, we can can play, get... Essien could play
1: as wide in the diamond.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, he played uh, as a attacking midfielder for a couple years for Ghana. Yeah. Fantastic.
1: Michael Essian was so good for like four years with Chelsea. He was I mean, seriously, you could make a strong argument, like best central midfielder in the world for a couple years.
0: You could. I would not disagree with that argument.
1: So so yeah, but that is never gonna happen ever. So let's move on.
2: Okay, uh, let's talk about Benji Lopez.
1: Yeah, let's uh, consult this chart I made. It,
2: it was none too flattering. Uh, Benji Lopez signed as a homegrown player uh, at 18. Uh, clearly, his career has not taken the tra- trajectory that that maybe we hoped it would, or he assumed it would, uh, but his best moments have been playing... Uh, you know, with the U-20s, and that's about it at this point. Even, even in preseason, then, like, he just hasn't really impressed.
0: And, and even then, I I think he's not really worked his way out of the U-20 picture, but he's kind of on the outside looking in now, isn't he?
2: Yeah, you've got to play to to be in contention for those, or or at least you know perform really well for the U-20s consistently. Uh, he hasn't done either. Uh, he, he didn't really even play with our reserves, we sent him on loan and he kind of played, but not even really, you know, consistently then.
0: Yeah. And when he did play again, from what I understand, I didn't watch any of his games in Arizona because why, but he he just didn't really impress. He wasn't that great. He was just very mediocre from what I read. And I mean, that was playing against USL pro players or PDL players or whatever team he was playing for.
1: Benji Lopez seems like a player who four years of college would have done a lot of good for.
2: Yep, and there are going to be a lot of those that come through the academy, I think.
0: Yeah, which kind of
2: sucks, but...
0: I kind of really feel like Benji Lopez is going to turn into a good player when he plays for the USL Pro team for two years. And I think he, in a couple years after that, will be a poster boy for how well the USL Pro system works or he could be you know what I mean I really think that they declined his option and they're probably going to offer him about the same amount of money just to play for the USL pro team and be a USL pro player and just do that for two or three years and then maybe he's ready for MLS at that point
2: maybe I think you're right I think he could catch on in USL pro whether the team wants to continue with him uh, is a different story I think
0: I I don't see why they wouldn't take a chance on him for the USL Pro. I mean, give him one or two years there, and then if he doesn't work, then, I mean, at that point, you've given him, what, a year and a half with the first team and two years with the USL Pro, and if he doesn't make it, he's just not good enough at that point. I mean, period.
2: Yeah, my only, my only thing with that is that when he was eligible for reserves games here, uh, we often started academy forwards ahead of him. Yep. And that's yeah. kind of a damning statement to me.
0: It is. So. And, oh, hey, don't forget, um, there was a period of time where he was on trial at another club. Some, in, some in Greek In the middle club, of all right? that. Yeah, some Greek club. Greek Milan.
1: Some, some middle of the road Greek club.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, there is evidence that he's not really wanted in Salt Lake. Yeah. But, again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just want to make him some measly offer for the usl pro team yeah
2: and if he takes it he takes it and you give him a chance but but i mean maybe he goes to a youth team and maybe he needs it like a youth setup to like a u20s or u23s to to really shine and to compete against players his age and and kind of grow into a more prominent role
0: yeah i yeah
2: okay Mm -hmm. and we've got one more player uh, to talk about here, and I saved the best for last. Uh, so don't everybody talk at once. We've got Robbie Findlay, uh, the man who went to England and then came home. The prodigal son. Can we call him the prodigal son, or do you have to perform well to do to get that title?
0: No, you have to be terrible in England, which he was, and then you have to come back and do like like really well. Okay. Right? I don't know. He's the almost prodigal son. Okay.
2: Regardless, the metaphor probably isn't perfect. Uh, not a first for us on off the crossbar Ray Salt Lake podcast. <laughs> you know, I don't think we said that at the beginning of the show, so it's good to remind people what they're listening to. It is, and we're Thanks, probably man. at about the hour mark, so maybe it's one of those public, you know, those radio things where you say what you're, you know, you say your show or say your uh, station, a station or- call, a call.
0: Yeah, I don't remember Station, what station identification. That's yeah.
2: the thing. a station identification.
0: You pause for station identification.
2: Off the anyway, crossbar. There we go. Just like that.
0: Rob, yeah. Okay, so I've delayed Robbie talking Finley.
2: about Robbie Finley long enough. Uh, Jason, you go first because Trevor, I'm sure you can't wait to talk. And it's probably good to no, make I'm, you wait I'm and gonna, compose your thoughts.
0: I'm going to let Jason say everything that I was probably going to say because I imagine we have the similar feelings.
1: Um
2: What does your daughter think? I think that's the most important question. What is my
0: daughter's actually reading Calvin and Hobbes? Right?
2: Your daughter's reading Calvin and Hobbes? <laughs> that's quality <cool. laughs> parenting.
0: Yeah, a little bit. This
2: uh, that's um, pretty fantastic.
1: I I'm not torn up about Finley Leading. Like as much as I defended him, I get it. It's a business move. He was making a lot of money and he wasn't producing. And he'll he'll get a job somewhere else I mean it sucks it didn't work out but you know what are you gonna do
2: you're very rational and level-headed about this which is a positive quality uh, but I was looking more for for uh, a little anger out of this Trevor what do you have to say
0: are, are you asking me to be angry about us you're possibly deb- losing <laughs> family
2: I don't know just say something just just rant or whatever I don't know whatever you do
0: I mean, it, I can't. It's a move that makes perfect sense for the club um, for every reason that Jason said. He's way expensive and he wasn't producing. So you either give him the opportunity to go earn money somewhere else and work for another team because he's not working for you, or you give yourself an opportunity to renegotiate a contract and pay him a lot less. Because, I mean, you got to pay your players compared com- equal to what they're producing. And what he's producing is not a lot. Not nearly as much as uh, his contract is.
2: That that I think we can all agree on. Uh, his his guaranteed compensation is like two hundred fifteen, two hundred twenty-five thousand a year, uh, sort of Borchers level. And for not being a regular starter or a regular contributor, uh, I I think it, it makes it difficult to want to want to keep him. And I, I'm with you, Jason. I I try to defend him a lot. Uh, I still think he's he's not a bad player, despite the flack he sometimes gets. I think his touch has improved, you know, tenfold even over the last year, uh, and I think he's grown into a better player even for us, and transitioned into roles that that weren't just dependent on his physical abilities, on his speed. Uh, but at the same time, he's not producing. He's he's getting paid a lot. We have other players who are going to take those spots. We've got Jaime. We've got Saberio. We've got Plata. We have Garcia up and coming. We have Devin Sandoval, who it looks like we will keep unless he's taken in the expansion draft. Uh, and it's it's tough, I guess. Uh, that that's a really tough spot to be in because he's going to need a run of games to really you know get back into good form, and we just we can't give it
0: to him. Like no matter what. Yeah. So. You also you failed to mention we've got uh, Bofo Salcedo coming up next year I'm going to be on the team. So well, it's I, just another option at forward. I mean he's young and he probably won't get that many minutes, but I I, mean, I, I don't means... think
2: he'll get any first team minutes. He'll he'll be with uh with Braille Monarchs and I don't think he'll go beyond that for his first year.
0: Who? Oh. And so saying you're probably right, but at the same time I mean it's just we've currently right now assuming we don't get any forwards taken in the expansion draft without Finley still got what, five forwards. Yeah. Six if you count Salcedo, which we won't, but I mean we've we've gone whole seasons with five forwards before. We went um,
2: seasons under Jason Christ with three forwards, so
0: Yeah. So I it's already kinda crowded. Um if he's the odd man out, eh. I mean, it makes sense.
2: Eh. Yeah.
1: I feel kind of the same about it that I did about well, I can't say about it, spend a spindle leaving because I was stoked to spend a spindle left. But yeah, I mean it sucks because I think he brought something that other the other players in that group of forwards may not have. But you gotta produce. I mean at some point at some point you have to produce.
2: And when you're a veteran player that's even gonna be even tough. if
1: you're not a fifteen goals a year guy, you can't be a one goal a year guy when you're making two hundred and forty thousand dollars. Yep. Which for a pro athlete doesn't sound a lot, but for MLS it's a lot of money.
2: Uh, It's just the craziness of our league and the youth of our league.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure he'll, and I I bet Robbie Finley will
2: land with a good team. Like, he would be a
1: great addition for a team that's like kind of right there on the edge of a playoff team.
2: Yeah, or, and and here's a kind of crazy thought, what about like an LA Galaxy?
1: Yeah, if you went back to, or here's a crazy thought, like as much as I would hate it, what if he went to Kansas City? Kansas City or even New York, maybe. Yeah. He'll figure it out. I mean maybe he'll replace Thierry Henry for the Rebels. That was hard to say.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Fantastic.
0: Yeah, I'll well, bet it was. <laughs> it was hard to hear. <laughs> oh. no, you guys you guys are throwing out clubs. Um the one that, that comes to my mind is Philadelphia. I, oh. I think he's not a goalkeeper, <laughs> Yeah, but... <laughs> Robbie Findley Netminder. I mean, it's it's the club, or it's the kind of club that needs uh, a goal scorer, and it's, I mean, it's a club that revitalized Connor Casey's career, whatever was left of it. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of clubs that he could fit in. Maybe Salt Lake just isn't it for him anymore.
1: Maybe he'll go to Portland. They had his rights before. Yeah, that's an option, too.
0: There was actually uh, there's a Portland guy follow that made that joke exactly today. As soon as the news was announced, he was like, "Oh hey, I bet we can pick him up in the reentry draft again."
2: Who do they have? Uh, they're pretty good at forward. I mean, good is relative term, but yeah, they have they have good players at forward.
0: Uh, they've got plenty of good players at forward. Are you yeah, kidding me?
2: that's what they're he just... said. You guys just agreed with you arguing. That's true. This is this
0: is classic Trevor for you.
1: They have they have good players at forward. Uh, they have plenty of good players forward. That's literally well, what Matt,
0: the... Matt made it sound like their players were like a whole hum at forward. Oh no, they're I'm really good.
1: That... Okay, just, all right. Then. They just are they in Portland is the problem. So yeah. Man, what is up with that? That's at some point don't people go, Maybe this Caleb Porter guy isn't everything he people think he is? Uh
2: yeah, I think people have started saying things like that. We'll see how it turns out next year to see I if, part if of that is, continues.
1: Is is Gavin not signing the players that Caleb wants to? That never helps when you have a GM who's like, nah, let's get this guy instead."
2: Yeah. I, again, a good argument for Garth loggerway here, who has excellent communication with you know his front office. So.
1: Well, and I think I don't. I think Garth is like maybe a, maybe he does a little bit of scouting and stuff, but I think. He trusts the coaches to sign the guys that that they want to sign.
2: Yeah, I agree. So I think that about wraps up the podcast. Uh, we're planning on the expansion draft episode coming soon to uh, a theater be this week. near you. Yeah, I, I think we will plan on that this week. Uh, we've got to give somebody a treat for the weekend. Uh, or, you know, yeah, there you go. And, and maybe we'll uh, work out a special guest or something. Uh, Trevor can get his daughter on. Uh, she can recite some Calvin and Hobbes for us.
1: We should see if Dunny wants to be on.
2: Yeah, we should. Like uh,
1: what players go through going up to the expansion draft, sort of thing. Oh, that was—that's a
2: really good idea. Man, I don't have those up very often. But I know you're a you're a, a sage here. Jason. Yeah, shock it, shock me up for one.
0: Watch Dunny not be available, and then all of our fans leave because we promise something we can't deliver. I'm not
1: promising anything? I said maybe. Don't put words. On
0: <laughs> the You're right. I'm if sorry. If we
2: still have fans at this point, then my condolences. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that wraps up the podcast. Uh, anything you guys want to say in closing? Uh, go Galaxy! Yeah, I mean the. If LA Galaxy win, we get our Champions League spot, and that's that's compelling.
0: When is that game? Is that game Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Yeah,
2: okay.
1: 3 Eastern on NFL Day. Way to go, MLS.
2: Everyone's <laughs> going to watch it. It's, uh, it's LA against that team nobody cares about.
1: Yeah, the first to five. Yeah. You know the team that loses will be the first team to lose five MLS Cup Finals also? That's, that's my a- favorite fact. That's fantastic. That's amazing. So, if they win five, do they get, like, a gold star, or do they actually be that obnoxious and go with five stars above their
2: crest?
0: I uh, think there was rumor that they were going to go do a gold star kind of thing.
2: They should just not, make, like, not an not oversized like gold people. star. Like a star from, <laughs> from Mario or something. Seriously, when the league, like, gets a little older,
1: they got to redo that. Having a star for one cup is so dumb.
0: A little bit.
2: Yeah. No, it, it is. Give us save the years. Yeah, it's just ew. like get a star for Conca Gaff. That would get us a star. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Or I mean, like, even a star for the year, even I think would be okay.
0: Yeah. Well, they had they had something like that. They used to do the Scudetto, remember?
2: And then they decided it was too Italian, and I they I didn't, can't blame what? them. What did they well,
0: do? I- they had the the Skidetto. They had the MLS Cup patch. The team wore.
1: Oh, if you won it, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, RSL had it, and then LA won it the next year, and that was the last year that it happened.
1: They were like, "This makes too much sense."
0: And I think they I think also. I think they also got rid of the silver ball for the champion at home games. The same time, also, which was the dumbest idea that MLS ever had. Yeah, it's up.
2: Uh, it's up there. Uh, waiver I mean, drafts might be up there. Envelope drafts, that's another thing. Maybe,
0: maybe, maybe dumbest. I spoke too soon. Gimmicky. Most gimmicky thing.
1: Here's a guy yeah, we, could so we could sign. We could sign Alexander Pato to replace Robbie Finley. What do you think of that, Trevor?
0: Uh, he'd probably score more goals and be injured less, which is saying a yeah, Injured lot.
1: less is debatable, but...
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: He would get injured getting off the plane.
2: Well, that's that's a risky take, I guess, when you have to sign high-profile players that played in Italy.
1: And yeah. you guys remember when Pato was like the next big thing, though?
0: Yeah. Oh, no, he was. Like, legitimately, he was fantastic. And then he got injured 1,200 times. He got injured, brought into a match before he was ready, and then substituted out again because he re-injured his same injury. Ugh. The... It, Dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, that's Pato for you.
2: That's rough. Got to replace him with robotic parts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But he was a fantastic player for like two years.
2: It's pretty good. It's better than uh, you can say for any of us. Okay, let's get this over with, I guess. I'll stop bemoaning my lack of a professional playing career. Yeah. That, That should have started at the age of 25. Uh, I could have been one of those wonder stories or something. I don't know. Or something.
0: 30 for 30 about you. Oh,
2: that'd be perfect. I've always wanted to be the subject of a mini documentary. Let's make I'm one, guys. Let's, let's make a mini documentary this off season. A
1: mockumentary?
2: Yeah, no, oh, a mockumentary would be just as good. All right, guys. Uh, we'll be back with another episode <laughs> this week, next week. We'll see uh, when we get around to it. We'll talk expansion draft. We'll talk all that fun stuff, but thanks for listening. Later.
0: Goodbye.